It's a great day. Yes. I want you to stay standing just for a moment, and I want you to bring up 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and 55 from the message translation this morning. You know, the Bible says, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know that victory is absolutely sweet? I mean, there is an aroma of victory in the house today. You know, the Apostle Paul been through a lot of things. But one thing I know for sure, the Apostle Paul knew the power of his resurrection. Now, why is that? Because the Apostle Paul didn't just serve God for the power that was available to him. But he served God because he had an intimate relationship with him. You know, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Now listen very carefully. The power of his resurrection will follow knowing him. I mean, it is just a natural progression when you spend your life seeking him and getting to know him. His resurrection power is going to be all around you. It's going to be available for you. Now, I want us to look at our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and 55 from the message translation, if we may, this morning. And I know that they're probably working on getting that out. But uh, notice with me, let's read and then you can be seated. Ready, read. Then the saying will come true, death swallowed up by triumphant life. Look at verse 55. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? You know what the answer to that is? No one. No one's afraid of death now. Amen? You may be seated. Father, we thank you for this glorious time that we have today. We thank you, Father, for utterance being given, Lord, to minister the hearts of these men and women that are in this place today. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you know that over 2 billion, I said 2 billion people celebrate the resurrection? One third of the world's population claims to be born again. We are absolutely, beyond any shadow of a doubt, the largest affinity group on the planet. Now, we may not all agree on everything, but one thing we do agree on, that he died, bore our sin, and was raised from the dead. And I believe that there is a sleeping giant in the land that's arising up with resurrection revelation in their hearts and in their mouths. And we are going to let the presence of a risen Savior be known in all the earth. Easter is a celebration. But I want to paint a picture to you that Easter is also an event. Look with me at Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Matthew 28 says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and other Mary came to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Everyone say, a great earthquake. Why was that? For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, 
for he is risen. Come and see where the, the place where the Lord lay. Amen. From the darkest day in history came the brightest day. He who once was dead is alive forevermore. Now, if you'll check out the religions of this world, you see, the world looks at Christianity as a religion, but they're not correct. A religion is God's search for man. A religion is a proclamation of someone's teaching and what they said and how to live. But Christianity is a relationship. Amen? And did you know that even though Jesus was a great teacher, and even though he was a great preacher, our belief is not centered on what he taught. We believe what he taught. What he preached was awesome. Amen? But the thing that we base our faith on and the foundation of Christianity is that he got up. He got up. He said, on the third day, I'm going to rise again. You think about the disciples. I mean, they were so bummed out after he died. They felt like that their dream was put away for good. I mean, they went fishing. They went fishing. They were scared and they were cowered in different places. But oh, when they saw a dead man walking, it put a fire in their heart. It put a glory to God, a pep in their step, if you will. And they went forth and they preached the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll notice that in the book of Acts, the, the, the main theme was the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, look with me at Acts chapter 4, and we'll notice in verse 33. Acts 4, 33. They saw a dead man walking. That's what changed them. In Acts 4, 33. Glory to God. It says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. So they went forth, and they just basically demonstrated what Jesus told them to demonstrate. He said things like that to him, to them. He said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. He told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, the gospel is good news. And the good news is that he's alive forevermore. And so they simply went forth, heralded the gospel, laid hands on the sick, raised the dead, and preached the goodness of God from the rooftops. And people from the Jewish tradition came to Christ People that were bound by sin, people that were bound by sickness, people that were bound by the oppression of the enemy came to Christ by the thousands. Hallelujah. All because of the obedience of a few men and a few women that saw a dead man walking. Oh, glory to God. But notice today the multiplication of the disciples. And those that are apostles of the Lord has absolutely multiplied by the thousands and even the millions. Hallelujah. And today we're heralding the gospel. We're preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, there was a day the religious leaders got so upset with the, with the disciples because there was a man at the gate, beautiful, that sat in alms begging. And Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray 
And this beggar said, alms for the poor, alms for the poor. And Peter said to him, silver and gold, I don't have any. But such as I have, I give I you. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And that man at the gate got up leaping and walking and praising God. All because of the name of Jesus. And they held these men in prison. And they beat them. And they put them in stock. And one day they said, okay, you can, you can, you can be let go. But one thing we want you to do is we don't want you ever to teach or to preach or even to mention that name anymore. And you know what their response was? We can't help but say the name. We can't help but preach what we have seen. And I'll tell you, they saw some awesome things. And so down through the years, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ has been preached and is being preached. He is alive. And I'm telling you, there's not one person in this place today that he doesn't love. There's not one person in this place today that he will not restore. There's not one person in this place today that he will not touch and that he will not heal. You know why? Because he's the same. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he is the same forever. Say it with me. He's the same. same. Look at your neighbor and say, he got up. Now say this, because he got up, you can get up. You see, by raising from the dead, Jesus verified his identity. He said, I am who I said I am. Come on. He validated his teachings, his promises. He validated our faith in him all because he is alive. And I want you to notice in Matthew 28, verse 2, and if you're cold in here in this place, somebody take care of the business of it. Are you cold? Okay. All right. I'm fine. Everybody fine? Everybody good? Okay. Matthew 28, verse 2. And said, Behold, there was a great earthquake. Say, great earthquake. earthquake. Said, For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door, and he sat upon it. The good news this morning is, is he is still rolling stones away. And here is the first part of our series. Why is that? Because he is the God of the resurrection breakthrough. I said, because he is the God of the resurrection breakthrough. Did he not break through the regions of the damned when he rose up? Death no longer has the final say. You see, on Friday night, death started having a party. It was one of those weekend parties. Anybody ever been at a weekend party before? Last all night Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, uh, you know, Saturday night and Sunday morning, you're so hung, hung over, you can't see straight. It was one of those weekend parties. But early Sunday morning... Love rolled up his sleeves and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to raise my son from the dead. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us. And he made a bold display and a public example of them triumphing over them in it. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
See, he snatched the keys of hell and death. And now death has no power over him. But when you walk in this resurrection life, death will have no power over you. The Bible says he that is dead, hallelujah, and has been raised from the dead as a, as, as a child of God being born again, death has no more dominion over you. Now, here's what we can do, is we can walk in newness of life. Walking in newness of life and walking in the resurrection power of God will change your whole life. It really will. Walking with God and walking in His Word and walking in the Spirit are simply byproducts of being a born-again Christian. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creation. And that old things are passed away. But all things have become new. You know, there was a time where I had a huge stone of addiction in my life. This stone of addiction wanted to kill me. Almost did kill me. See, a lot of the things that we hold on to in life have death attached to them. How many of you know that the Bible says that the wages of sin is death? But oh, the gift of God. It's eternal life. And really, that's what the resurrection is really about. The resurrection's about you. It's about removing those obstacles in your life that stand in your way from being productive and being fruitful in Christ Jesus. For me, it was heroin addiction. For you, it might be alcohol. For another person, it might be pornography. For another person, it just might be a self-righteous attitude. See, it really doesn't matter what the stone is. The fact is, the stone's there. But the greater fact is this, is that stone can be rolled away today. You know, you don't have to wait till you're all holy and sanctified to get delivered. You know, Jesus Christ accepts you just as you are. And that's the neat thing about the power of God and the cross. He loves us right where we're at. But you know what? He doesn't leave us right where we're at. He loves us just as we are, but he does not want us to stay just as we are. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. Oh, come on, saints. It's available to you. It's available to me. What stone is it that's standing in your way? God has a resurrection power and breakthrough for you. So I heard the good news at age 24 years old. I was 24 years old. I'll be 62 in November. Can you believe I look that good? (laughs) Resurrection power right here. Well, you know, I'm scriptural. The Bible says he will renew your youth just like an eagle. He not only will make you new on the inside, but glory to God, you get enough of his power flowing in you, it'll show up on the outside. Why is that? We used to sing an old song. I got someone on the inside and he's working on the outside. When you got born again, you might have had heart problems. But after you're born again, you got a brand new heart. And if your natural heart is hurting, he's got a breakthrough for you, even for your natural heart. Woo, glory. 
Think about it. 24 years old, on my way to hell. On my way to hell. This great, big, huge stone standing in my way. But there came a day when I heard the good news. I heard the good news. I heard about the power of a risen Savior. Not the kind of Lord, not the kind of Jesus that I thought about when I grew up. But the power of a resurrected Lord. And I heard the gospel preached for the very first time. And you know what? It penetrated my heart. See, the Bible says that faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But for the first time, I heard with these ears down here. How many of you know you got two sets of ears? You got these outward ears, right? You got these outward eyes. But you also have eyes of your spirit and the ears of your spirit. And that's so important. For the first time, I heard the gospel presented in such a way from the perspective that God is love. And that love loves me. And it doesn't matter anything about my past. What matters today is who will you serve? See, the Bible says that today and right now is the day of deliverance. Right now is the day for your stone to be rolled away. Come on now. I said right now is your day. This is your personal day for your stone of addiction, your stone of disease, your stone of self-righteousness, your stone of religion to be rolled away. And you know what I heard right here? I heard that God really loved me. And I'm telling you what, I was hell on wheels. Just like some of you are in here today. I was hell on wheels. There's no doubt about it. If I had died, I would have split hell wide open. But all the good news and all the gospel of Jesus Christ. I heard this scripture, God so loved the world and I qualified. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And that night when the altar call came forward, I was the first one to go to the altar. And I opened up my heart to Jesus. And not only was I delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, not only did I change masters from Satan to Jesus, but that stone of heroin addiction, that stone of alcoholism, that stone of lust was rolled away. Hallelujah. I said it was rolled away. And you know something? If he will do it for me, he will do it for you. Now, why is that? Because God is no respecter of persons. Somebody says, yeah, but your testimony was extreme. Yes, Jesus went to extreme measures for Mark Thomas. And Jesus went to extreme measures for you. Amen? And so whatever stone stands in your way, let's give him an opportunity to remove it today. What do you say we just get in faith today and we believe God for cancers to dissolve? What do you say we get in faith today and believe for AIDS to be dissolved? Get in faith today and believe for hepatitis to be dissolved? Let's believe God. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I'm not just up here wasting time. This resurrection 
breakthrough is for you right now, today. Amen? And if you're doubting this morning in, in any way, fashion, or form, would God forgive me? Stop it. He's already forgiven you. Would God receive me? Stop thinking that way. He's already received you. You know, Jesus said something very important. He said, he that cometh to me, that's all it requires, is you to take a step of faith and to come to him. He that comes to me, Jesus said, I will in not in any way cast him out. What does that mean? That means that he'll take you in, that he will receive you. And all it requires on your part is a step of faith and a step of confidence. You see, this resurrection power is to us word who believe. You know, you can see it through the pages of the Bible, resurrection breakthroughs happening from the book of Genesis to Revelation. Can't you? Who can help me out with this a little bit this morning? Would you help a little preacher out today? Or a big preacher, whatever you think. But let's just think about it. The children of Israel in slavery for years and years and years in bondage. We could say that they had the stone of slavery before them. The taskmasters whipped them and spit on them and treated them and maligned them and treated them like dirt. But the God of breakthrough says, I'm going to come down and I'm going to set my people free, Moses. Will you be my mouthpiece? God's looking for a mouthpiece for his people. He said, I've heard the groanings and I've seen the oppression of my people and I've come down. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what the God of breakthrough has come down and he's here today. And so Moses went to Pharaoh and Pharaoh would not let the people of God go. And Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And the God of breakthrough said, you tell him the great I am that I am sent you. And so there came that day where the children of Israel marched right out of Egypt. And the Bible says that he brought them forth with silver and with gold. And it also says there was not one feeble among their tribes. Listen, friend, when God delivers you, he delivers you in style. Say it with me. When God delivers, He delivers me in style. I mean, Grandma and Grandpa were in that group. He brought them forth with silver and gold. They were strutting in the Holy Ghost. Leaving Egypt. But they faced one great big insurmountable stone, if you will. It was called the Red Sea. And they got to that point where they didn't know what to do. But they were, their eyes were on the God of the breakthrough. And God spoke to Moses and told him what to do. And he extended his rod and the Red Sea parted. And they went over on dry land. And oh, they had a party on the other side. They were shouting. They were dancing because of the victory. You think about it. Down through the pages of the Bible. What about Jericho? See, God told them, I've given you the land. It's simply yours for the taking. And then he gave them some breakthrough instructions. God has breakthrough instructions for each and every one of you. Your instructions might be different than my instructions, but the instructor is handing out instructions today for you to position yourself for a breakthrough. 
So he gave them those instructions. You know, Jericho was built up with great big huge walls. And he told them, I want you to march around the city. How many times? March around seven times. But on that seventh time, here's what I want you to do. God says, I want you to shout. Because I have already given you the victory. So picture this. God was in their shout. There was, there's a breakthrough in your shout. There's a breakthrough in your praise. There's a breakthrough in you getting beside yourself and centering in on the Lord and praising Him. On that seventh day, they walked around Jericho and they shouted the victory. And the Bible says that Jericho's walls came down. And they entered in and at once and they possessed the land. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, you think about David. David experienced a glorious breakthrough. Everyone say breakthrough. Breakthrough. Look at me at 1 Chronicles 14, if you would. And I want you to notice something in verse 11. See, what is a breakthrough? Well, a breakthrough is simply a movement or an advance all the way through beyond an enemy's front-line defense. A breakthrough is an act or instance of removing or surpassing an obstruction or a restriction. I love this one. A breakthrough. Everyone say a breakthrough is. is. A sudden advance. A sudden sudden achievement. A sudden sudden increase. increase That removes removes a barrier to his progress. Now notice something that David said. This is so powerful. In 1 Chronicles chapter 14, and we look at verse 11. You see, let me set this up for you. The Philistines had come against David because David was made king. And your enemy doesn't like you to be promoted. So what happened? They came down and set up an ambush for David in the valley of Rephaim. And David got wind of it and asked the Lord, Do you want me to go forward now and smite them? And the word was yes. Now notice with me in verse 11. Read with me. So they came up to Baal Perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon my enemies by my hand, like the bursting forth of waters, Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Now, Baal Perazim in the Hebrew means the God of the breaking through. Now, it's very interesting. In between services, one of our former secretaries, Alice Bravo, who studied Hebrew, said, Did you know that Baal Perazim does not just mean breakthrough, but Baal Perazim means breakthroughs? And then she looked at me and she said, you know what? They never stop. They never stop. They never stop. The God of break. He's got a breakthrough for you today, but he's got continuous breakthroughs. Oh, glory to God throughout eternity. They never stop. Now, I want you to notice how David likened God's power. I want you to put that back up if you would. He likened God's power 
to the bursting forth of waters. In other words, he described the God of resurrection breakthrough as the God, glory to God, of the flood. The God of the flood. He was saying that when the God of breakthrough shows up and releases his power, it'll be like a flood of his goodness. A flood of his favor. A flood of his healing. And a flood of new opportunity. Now today, and I'm not going to preach much longer, so hang in there with me. I see people moving and going in and out, but hang in there. I realize that the pot roast is ready to be eaten. And the sacrificial ham awaits thy palate. And I don't think you ought to be eating deviled eggs on Easter, by the way. I'm going to pull an old Mario Murillo trick. Who'll give me five more minutes? I didn't see any hands. Okay, five. Okay, that's enough. But today, you might have some difficulties that look large. Obstacles that seem impossible. Dreams that look unobtainable. But know this. When the God of breakthrough releases a flood of His power, nothing can stop it. And you need to get ready not for a trickle, not for a river, but for a flood. A flood of increase. A flood of His blessing. Raise your hands and say, King of the flood. Move mightily in my heart today. May the same glory and the same King of the flood the God of resurrection breakthrough. Blast me out of any invasion of hell against my life. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way out and you have already provided a way of escape. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Notice this. It says, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. Did you know that what you're facing is not uncommon to man? Someone has already been through it. But God. I like that. But the God of resurrection breakthrough, He is faithful. Now notice this. He will not suffer you or permit you to be attempt to be tempted above your ability. So the temptation comes, does it not? Yes. Now God's not the one that's bringing the temptation, the test or the trial. But sometimes those things just come into our lives, do they not? But he said, look, God will not permit you to suffer above your ability. So what that means is this, is God has given you power and ability to overcome those obstructions in your life. And notice with me, it's because He is faithful. Say that with me. My God is good. And my God, He's faithful. He's faithful to me. Now notice this. There's no temptation taking you your individual life, your little life, my life, but such as is common to man. 
God has given us supernatural weapons against the common things that come into our lives. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability. Now notice this. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape. Hallelujah. Years ago, Steve McQueen had a movie called The Great Escape. There's nothing greater than the escape from the grave. Amen. Amen. Now pull that up in the amplified version. Pull that up in the amplified version. And I want you to notice just the last part of this. Say it with me. God's faithful. I have his power. His ability. And I have the way out. Now notice with me. I'm going to start where it says, but God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature, and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and essayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure, but will with the temptation always provide the way out. And I love how it says this, the means of escape to a landing place. That you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. And what I want you to see is this. He made a way for you. He, in fact, is the way maker. Back in the 90s, Sports Illustrated did an article on the greatest comebacks known in the sporting history or in the history of mankind and a couple of the ones that they noted was muhammad ali how many of you know ali came back he came back and then there was a struggling basketball player that played basketball for the chicago bulls by the name of michael jordan uh michael jordan i think had six rings but there was a time, you know, his dad was murdered and his dad was, and he, and, he, and he struggled with that. And so he said, I just want to go do something else. And so Michael Jordan went and he played baseball. Well, you know, Michael didn't play baseball as good as he played basketball. And they wondered, you know, whether Michael could come back. But you know, Michael came back. Michael came back and got another ring. Is that right? But they noted that the greatest comeback champion of all human history, of all mankind, was Jesus Christ being raised from the dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, there, there was a party in hell. They thought they had him down. My Bible says if they would have known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Because he got up. He got up. And he rose victorious. Over death, hell, and the grave. Listen, friends. Today, as we give this altar call, we're believing God. Look at your neighbor and say, we're believing God. There are people here this morning that, quite frankly, you just need to come back. A good friend of mine preaches a message called the God of comebacks. He says, don't let a setback cause you to sit back. Get ready for a comeback. And quite frankly, some of you have sit back 
in your relationship with God. You've gotten away from the Lord. I want everyone to stand right now. Let's all raise our hands. Thank Him for His Word. Thank Him for the power of His resurrection. Father, we thank You for Your goodness and Your glory and Your anointing right now. Holy Spirit, move up and down every aisle. Father, break every barrier that stands in the way. We bind up the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age. We bind the enemy now in the name of Jesus.